News. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning at 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Francie Lacroix today in for the vacationing Tom Keene. Tom missing sort of a down day in the markets. S&P futures off by two points right now, a tenth of a percent. KKR, some financials still reporting, lost for the first quarter. Its biggest investment payments processor, First Data, lost a fifth of its value. KKR, uh, 65 cents a share, short of the average 33 cents. A major Story looks like it is breaking right now on the Bloomberg uh, terminal. Uh, Gannett is proposing to buy Tribune Publishing $12.5 billion. Uh, we will continue to follow that story as uh, the details start to come out. Gannett says they offers a 63% premium to Tribune's April 22nd close. Uh, let me get that for you. Uh, it... Um, was uh, uh, at that point seven dollars and fifty two cents. So twelve twenty five a share uh, for uh, the Gannett offer to Tribune Publishing. More uh, on that coming up uh, as we get more details. Also, might want to mention today that uh, Xerox came out uh, with earnings this morning thirty four million. 22 cents a share. Didn't meet Wall Street expectations. 23 cents a share. Let's check in with Michael Barr now and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, thank you very much. President Obama says he's sending up to 250 more troops to Syria to help with the fight against the Islamic State group. The president says the additional troops added to the 50 already there will keep up this momentum against the Islamic State. Right now, the most urgent threat to our nations is ISIL. And that's why we're united in our determination to destroy it. And all 28 NATO allies are contributing to our coalition. President Obama made the announcement at a trade fair today in Hanover, Germany. The Obama administration will likely release part of a 28-page secret chapter from a congressional inquiry into the 9-11 attacks. Bob Graham, who was the co-chairman of that bipartisan panel, and others say the documents point suspicion at the Saudis. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. John Stashow. All right, Mike, biggest reason the Islanders advancing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They've got one of the best players in the NHL. In Brooklyn last night, the Isles were shut out for 59 minutes, but John Tavares scored with 54 seconds left to tie the game. Then he scored again. Isles over Florida, 2-1 in over, double overtime, just as they did in Game 5. It's their first playoff series victory since 1993. They'll now play Tampa Bay. After two losses, Washington finally finished off Philadelphia, 1-0. Should be a great series. Caps and Pittsburgh, Penguins off the dismantling of the Rangers. Dallas held on. Minnesota, four goals in the third period, but the Stars won 5-4. Win the series in six. Up next, the winner of tonight's Game 7 between Chicago and St. Louis. NBA Celtics came from 16 down, beat Atlanta in overtime despite 45 points from the Hawks. Paul Millsap series is tied at two. Cleveland and San Antonio both won to complete series sweep. Golden State's up 3-1 on Houston, but Steph Curry hurt his knee. MRI today. Mets won 3-2 at Atlanta. Yankees beaten by Tampa Bay 8-1 with the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. I'm John Stash. 
Thank you, John. More now on this Gannett offer to buy Tribune Publishing. It looks like it's a hostile takeover. Apparently, Gannett made the proposal earlier in the month to the Tribune people, and they have so far refused to accept it. Much more coming up here on Bloomberg Surveillance. Gannett proposes to buy Tribune Publishing. No real reaction uh, to the Gannett deal uh, in the markets yet, but we're watching overall markets a little bit lower on the day. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee. Francine Lacroix today sitting in for Tom Keene. S&P futures down by two points, a tenth of a percent. Stock 600 down a point. That's a three-tenths decline. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. Here's John Tucker. Yeah, let's see what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. With the digital music landscape becoming increasingly complex as artists gain more control over how and where their songs get played. A case in point, Beyonce's decision to release her new album, Lemonade, via subscription streaming service title, the latest demonstration of superstars' power to withhold their music, and the fissures in the digital music market. The move was a big win for Tidal, which trails large arrivals and subscribers. The company says it will have an exclusive streaming version in perpetuity. The music service, of which Beyonce is part owner, has 3 million subscribers, compared to Spotify's 30 million paying users and 11 million of Apple Music. Ford's CEO says he's working on the assumption that its major rivals of the future may not be General Motors or Chrysler, but Google and Apple. In an interview with the BBC, Mark Field says our working assumption is that Apple is probably building a car, and that provides us with the right motivation to make sure we stay very focused, not only on the product, but overall on the experience that the customer is interacting with the product and the services that we have. And that is today's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael. Thank you, John. Well, it has been an interesting 24 hours in the Republican presidential campaign. We had one of the most conservative Republican donors, a man who has spent billions of dollars trying to influence races on behalf of conservative Republicans, Charles Koch, saying that maybe he would prefer to vote for Hillary over the three candidates who are in the race on the Republican side. And then two of those candidates last night announced that they're going to work together to try to stop Donald Trump. John Kasich will focus on New Mexico and Oregon and let Ted Cruz have the field all to himself in Indiana. What to make of it all? Well, we turn to Greg Vaya. Now he's uh, Horizon Investments chief political strategist. And um, I, I don't know whether uh, you, you're laughing, crying, or just shaking your head at this point, but if you thought the political race couldn't get any weirder. Yeah, absolutely. It does get weirder. I, I think this deal, Mike, and good morning, this deal uh, between Kasich and Cruz is a little too late. It's a Hail Mary. Uh, it's designed perhaps to uh, have a firewall in Indiana, but i got to tell you, tomorrow night, Trump is going to have five really impressive victories. And I think if Cruz and Kasich really wanted to do this, they should have done it about six weeks ago. Well, uh, Indiana, according to uh, a number of the people who like to crunch numbers and figure out uh, delegate counts, may be the decisive race if uh, Donald Trump can't sweep it 
there's a feeling that it is going to be harder for him to come up with a uh, first ballot victory. So can Cruz make enough inroads there to do that? Maybe, but I, I think you have to consider Trump the favorite, and I, I guarantee you the headlines on Wednesday morning will be, you know, all the momentum with Trump. And, you know, this deal, uh, Mike, last night between the two of them did not apply to the two big races on June 7th. California, 172 delegates. New Jersey, about 150 delegates. I suspect Trump will do very well in both of those races. Well, if Trump manages to do very well, does well, where, well, let's just put it this way. Where do you think he is in terms of being able to get to a first ballot win? I feel pretty confident that he can go to Cleveland with at least 1,200. You need 1,237. Are they going to deny him the nomination if he's three dozen short, if he goes to Cleveland with well over three million more votes than any other Republican? He'll scream bloody murder. And my sense is that by claiming the process is rigged, Trump has gained support. I think people believe that it's rigged well is it's it's obvious it's not rigged trump's lying about that the rules have been placed in mm-hmm. place for a long time and uh rinch Priebus, the republican national committee chairman said again over the weekend you get 1237 or you don't get the nomination we don't give it to you just because you're close yeah i he, he said that i i saw the interview but i think again if trump gets to cleveland real close uh it's going to be awfully difficult uh, to deny him the nomination. And, and I think the party has to worry that if they do deny him the nomination, a huge chunk of voters will sit at home, maybe even consider a third party. Well, we'll continue our conversation uh, with Greg Vaya. It is a, a fascinating uh, 24 hours in politics <laughs> in the Republican side. We haven't even touched on the Democrats yet. Another hot headline out here on the Bloomberg Professional Service, Perigo, uh, is appointed a new Chief Executive Officer John Hendrickson, John T. Hendrickson, they're going to uh, offer their preliminary first quarter selected financial results today. Uh, Laurie Breas is the new chairman of the Board of Directors. Earnings uh, per share for 2016 between $8.20 and $8.60, uh, $7.59 for 2015. So they're forecasting a gain. We'll see how that compares. Uh, the uh, the news just breaking from Perigo that there is a new chairman and chief executive officer, and we'll have that uh, for you coming up. More details on that, as well as the Gannett deal, trying to buy Tribune Publishing. A uh, lot happening this morning here. Stocks still continue to trade lower. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. We're counting you down to the opening bell. Less than two hours to go. Brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. 
Gannett proposed to buy rival newspaper publisher Tribune Publishing in a deal valued at $815 million. Gannett offered $12.25 in cash per Tribune share or a 63% premium to Tribune's closing price on Friday. Perigo naming John Hendrickson chief executive, replacing Joseph Papa, who is resigning. It also reported a preliminary first quarter adjusted profit that missed analyst estimates in Perigo shares down about 8% this morning. Shares are falling around the world. As oil drops, we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures down two points. Dow E-mini futures down 20. And NASDAQ E-mini futures down seven. NYMEX crude oil is down six-tenths percent or 25 cents to $43.48 a barrel. Ten-year treasury up 4.30 seconds. The yield 1.87 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.81 percent. COMEX gold is up four-tenths percent or $4.80 to 12.34.80 an ounce. The euro, $1.1253, and the yen, $111.14. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Mike and Francine. Karen Musco, thank you very much. Uh, Francine Lacroix sitting in today for Tom Keene, who has, um, well, we don't want to say where he's on vacation, but I did look it up, Fran, and they, they accept the dollar there. So that's, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> well, everybody can play where in the world is Tom Keene. As Karen was mentioning, a couple of big deals over the last few minutes. Gannett, a hostile takeover. Uh, attempt for Tribune Publishing. Small deal, $815 million, but you know, friend, uh, they own some really big newspapers, the Los Angeles Times, the Chicago Tribune, so this is, um, this is a, a interesting deal for uh, control of eyeballs, I guess. Yeah, uh, and Mike, I wonder whether... It's, I wonder whether it's one of the same problems that a lot of the media groups have here in, in London and in Europe, is that uh, clickable things are just not working as much as they used to, and we're seeing a lot of restructuring or resizing of, I guess, um, you know, a lot of the papers here. Yeah, um, it is interesting in uh, that Tribune, uh, Gannett obviously thinks they can make money in this business. Uh, we'll talk about that, uh, it looks like, later in the program. G- uh, Geetha Ranganathan from Bloomberg Intelligence will help us analyze this. The other news that was out, the healthcare company, uh, Irish healthcare company, Perigo, uh, new CEO, Joseph Papa, is resigning as chairman and CEO. John Hendrickson takes over. Uh, earnings miss, 171 to 177, the uh, estimate, 189. So um, we'll... We'll continue to follow that story. So it's been a, bu- a busy few moments. Been a busy 24 hours for people who cover politics in the United States, including Greg Valle. He's a Horizon Investments chief political strategist. We talked a little bit about the, the Cruz-Kasich deal trying to stop Donald Trump. What may be even more interesting, Greg, is the Kochs seem to be – these are like the biggest donors to conservative causes, billions of dollars – and they're saying Hillary Clinton might be a better president than uh, any of the Republican candidates? Yeah, knock me over with a feather on that one. My God, that was a real surprise. But I have to tell you, Mike, I've been traveling around this spring seeing investors, big investors in particular. I've been shocked by how many of them tell me if that's the choice, they may have to vote for Hillary uh, because she's at least the devil that they know rather than the devil they don't know. If Do you think he follows through? I mean, Hillary Clinton had to say, as she did on Twitter last night, I don't want his support. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure he doesn't care about that. Do you think he follows through and, and actually uh, does more than votes for her, puts money to work on her behalf? I doubt it. You know, I, I think one of the stories that hasn't gotten a lot of ink 
is how poorly the Republicans are doing on fundraising for congressional candidates. They could face some big losses, maybe losing the Senate, maybe losing at least half of their House uh, majority. So I have a hunch that Koch may be very supportive uh, in these races while ignoring Trump. Greg, there are, of course, some big uh, divisions within the Democratic Party as well. How do you heal those? Well, I think that we've probably got, in my opinion, just another 48 hours to go. And uh, Bernie Sanders has to effectively say he, he knows he can't win. He might stay in until the convention to influence the platform, but she's got to try to heal the party, but she's moving on to November. She's starting to look at vice presidential running mates. And I think if Sanders stays in much longer, he's going to be viewed as a real spoiler. As a European based in London, we still struggle really to understand why Hillary Clinton is so unpopular. In fact, she's one of the most unpopular leading presidential candidates in recent times. How does she turn that around? Well, first of all, everybody's unpopular now. It, it seems like being a politician just puts a target uh, on your back. But she still has an issue with uh, emails that has not been resolved. Apparently, there are a hundred or so FBI agents interrogating her uh, closest aides, looking at this story. I, I don't think she really gets clear sailing until that story is resolved. How, you know, how likely is it that something will happen as a as a political analyst that could derail her? Uh, you know, something from the Justice Department. You know, I'm a cynic, and I think the Democrat who heads the Justice Department, Loretta Lynch, probably will not indict her, maybe a 25% chance. But it's sort of a lose-lose. If she's indicted, that hurts her. If she's not indicted, all of her critics will say, aha, the fix was in. And then people will try to interview FBI agents to see if they'll leak to the Washington Post about what they found. So either way, this story is a dark cloud that may not dissipate very soon. All right, let's take uh, what you said earlier at face value, that she's likely to uh, to win the process. She's going to start casting about for running mates. Who would be on the short list? Yeah, I, I think that she doesn't need a female or Hispanic. Her gender alone makes this a really unique ticket. So I think, you know, a middle-aged white guy who comes from a state that has uh, a lot of electoral votes, uh, I'd look at the two moderate Democrats from Virginia, Mark Warner and Tim Kaine, uh, both highly regarded in the party and both from the state that has 13 electoral votes. Greg, do you think that Bernie Sanders will drop out of the race before June 7th, or will he wait for California? You know, I think it will be a de facto dropout, but he knows he can, he can probably win in California or come very close. So it, it could give him more leverage for writing the platform at the convention. But again, I think for all intents and purposes, after tomorrow night, uh, the Democrats' race is over. And uh, because, of course, Donald Trump keeps on talking about that wall that Mexico will pay for, does Hillary Clinton get straight out all the Hispanic vote? I, you know, it maybe Trump gets an Hispanic running mate. Who, who knows? But I think she's poised to do even better than Obama. And lest we forget, Barack Obama won 71 percent of the Hispanic vote last time, I think she could do even better. Is uh, is Trump going to be able to find a, I mean, obviously he'll find a <laughs> running mate. He could, he could buy one if he wants. But uh, is he going to be able to find one that actually contributes anything to his chances of election? That's, that's a really good question, and I don't have the answer. I think the logical pick would be someone like Marco Rubio, young, Hispanic, uh, credible on foreign policy. 
but Rubio called Trump a con man. So it, it's going to be hard for a lot of these people to kiss and make up. Uh, I think we're a long way away from uh, Trump even having a short list. Well, game it out, Greg, uh, beyond 2016. If you're a Republican and uh, you're thinking of the vice presidential slot, if you get asked, a lot of your calculation is, well, where does that leave me and my chances for becoming president? If you run with Donald Trump and you get destroyed, does that destroy mm -hmm. your political career? Well, it could. And, and there are an awful lot of Republicans who know that in 2020 Paul Ryan is running. I think that's a pretty safe bet. And I think Marco Rubio could come back and be a really credible threat as well. So you know, if, if you take the Trump uh, offer and you do well, that could put you on the short list. But if you're associated with an electoral debacle, you know, that doesn't help. Greg, what does a Donald Trump on tele teleprompter look like? Does he become much more moderate? It is just uh, better chosen words, a little bit less divisive? Well, you know, his, his advisor famously said um, about four days ago that Trump would moderate and tone down the bombast, and he did the exact opposite over the weekend. To me, the most intriguing thing is how many flip-flops we've seen on transgender rights, on abortion. He said last week that he's abandoned the idea of eliminating the national debt. So a lot of really strong promises he made in the fall have been flipped. So you have to wonder, was it just an act last fall? Was always bombast just for show? Well, I mean, that's what Paul Manafort is trying to suggest. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, can a leopard change his spots within the electorate and have the electorate still like that leopard? Exactly right. You know, Trump is almost 70. I think it's in his DNA to be bombastic and say outrageous things. I just can't see him stopping that overnight. All right, Greg, we'll continue to follow, obviously, all the developments in the political campaign, but, uh, friend, we may not have uh, enough time uh, at the rate they're going now <laughs> to get to them all. Yeah, I'm absolutely fascinated. And actually, I've never seen so much interest from the European side, I think, on the global side, because this is really a glimpse into America's future or possibly non-future. Ooh, that's a scary thought. All right, we'll be back <laughs> in just a moment. We'll uh, continue our coverage uh, of this interesting uh, proposed deal in publishing. Gannett wants to buy Tribune. Tribune owns the Los Angeles Times, the Chicago Tribune, the San Diego Union Tribune. They own the Baltimore Sun. So this is a big deal in terms of eyeballs out there. They only want to spend $815 million to do it. Uh, we'll also uh, get David Harrow's views on whether or not you should get into the markets now. All that coming up on Bloomberg Surveillance.